Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this how-to and identity episode, we're going to look at some basic questions and answers about how to make the most out of your encounters with Jesus. If you have not already listened to the trailer episode of this podcast and the episode about your childlike faith and Christian identity or the dialogue journaling tips and tools, those episodes go much deeper into some practical hows that we will be addressing today. I will include those links at the bottom of this episode of the pattyej.podbe.com site. Let's begin with Jesus. He said, The capacity to believe in me is enlarged tremendously by experiencing me. You encounter the truth of who I am to you personally, today, yesterday, and tomorrow, when you fix your eyes on me in all areas. I am sufficient for all of your needs. See 2 Corinthians 12.9 When you encounter me by my names personally, you begin to collect memories of me being who you need me to be for each circumstance. This is how you will live your gospel story in the world and represent me confidently. The more you encounter me in these daily, personal ways, the more you give me access to your heart for transformation. Every name I have been for others in the Bible, I can be for you. Won't you allow me to be those aspects and characteristics for you, too? The gospel is nothing more than a personal recounting of what you have seen, heard, and experienced of God directly. When you encounter me personally, you are a witness of the real God. Memories you collect with me will increase your trust, faith, belief, and boldness to represent me well in the world. The more you encounter the different aspects of me, the more confidence you will have that I am who I say I am. The more confidence you have, the more you will inspire others to trust me as well. Make them want what you have in me. Tell your story. Your story is your living gospel, your record of what I've done in your life. Share every character and aspect of me you've ever met. Introduce people to me as the provider, the healer, the shepherd, defender, savior, counselor, friend, waymaker, creator, and so much more. And they can know me likewise. I'm ready and waiting to meet you in these encounters I am the one God with many facets, way too many for you to completely understand. So meet me, one encounter at a time, and build memories of personal times where you and I work through challenges and experience joy in life together. The more you encounter me, the easier it will be to trust me and believe me in all areas of your life. I am the promise keeper. Being with me will help you see that. So we learn right here that experiencing Jesus helps you to create real personal memories of him, showing up in different ways and areas of your life by specific character names. Breaking them into the bite-sized pieces of his names that you need will help you in a moment increase your trust and faith and belief in God for the realness that he can be for you. When you need him for financial provision, Meet him as the supernatural provider and watch what he can do. When you need a healer, seek the great physician or mighty counselor or comforter. When you need guidance, you can seek the shepherd or the waymaker or the author of your story. And God will show up in every one of these ways. 
the more you see him, the more you'll know him. And you'll even see him as the sovereign king of kings in the throne room. So these are the kinds of experiences that others have had in the Bible, and God wants to give them to you, too. That's the reason he asked me to do this podcast. Is it really possible to connect with God this directly? You know, so much of Christianity is unlearning some of the things, the limiting things you may have learned in your upbringing in a church or even in your limited experience of God. Many denominations teach that God does not speak anymore to people directly and that there are no gifts in the Holy Spirit, no signs, no wonders, no miracles anymore. And perhaps you were raised in this kind of denomination or hold on to these beliefs, but they will limit your experience of God. And those beliefs are simply not biblically true. It would be impossible to reconcile promises in verses of the Bible for this to be true. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So if he showed the capability of speaking directly with people enough for the Bible to even exist, then why would he not have such capability now? To do so would deny his very nature and his promises. I have a link below of 100 verses of God sharing how he wants to connect with us and how he speaks. See that link below this episode on the pattyej.podbean.com side. In fact, there are over 1,200 verses in the Bible teaching about the Holy Spirit. I needed to study them all when I was taking my Walk by the Spirit class for my doctorate. These verses show you how the Holy Spirit's purpose is, how he communicates, what he's directing you for, how to obey that voice, what he's thinking, believing, his emotions, how he feels like when you sense him in your body. Most of these verses are after Jesus was resurrected, which means they must be for us today. Unfortunately, many people have a tiny picture of God. They limit him in the box of our humanity, and the image that you have of God will limit how much faith you can have in him. If you don't believe that miracles, signs, and wonders, and healings happen today, you won't pray for them, or you will pray without faith for them, if you do. But releasing the manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit, of healing and miracles, is part of the Holy Spirit's job. And when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit was deposited in your heart, with that very capability. To leave that dormant is to miss the entire point of why Jesus died on the cross. So, if you grew up in a denomination or are presently in a denomination that teaches you otherwise, you are missing the entire point of why Jesus died and resurrected for you. Jesus explains this himself in John 14, 12, when he says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these in extent and outreach because I am going to the Father. He's talking here about the power we will have to do all the things that the Holy Spirit indwelling in us allows us to do. And for more on that, We have an entire episode, many episodes actually, on the Holy Spirit manifestation gifts. 
and how we have access to them and how to release them. Jesus came to set you free, but you must learn how to cooperate with him to experience that freedom. Fortunately, the word shows us exactly how to do that, and our experience Jesus encounters facilitate conversations that lead to miracles. For more on this, check out the episode about the skeptics conundrum part one, and that will be linked below as well. Another primary question that people ask as a basic one is how can I know for sure that I'm connecting with God and not some other spirits? Satan knows full well how the spiritual realm works, but he is a counterfeiter. Just because you see New Age people seeking spirits through mediums and drugs, and that may seem similar to you to what we do when we meditate on Jesus and ask him to speak to us. But do not throw the baby out with the bathwater because you're afraid you're going to be speaking to the wrong spirits. That's what many denominations do. In this way, they elevate the enemy's power over God's. They are so afraid of the enemy that they do not trust that they can discern God's voice from the enemy's voice. So their choice is to not trying to communicate with God at all. Who do you think that pleases? Well, I'll tell you what, it doesn't please God. There was a lady who was raised in spiritual ritual abuse, who shared that she was afraid to dialogue journal because it reminded her of her childhood programming where the scripture was perverted for the enemy's plans and purposes. That would make anyone afraid of doing dialogue journaling in the natural. That was a powerful counterfeit of the enemy. But instead of seeking Jesus, they were seeking the spirit realm generally, which is basically tapping into the enemy's realm. When you seek the spirit realm, generally, you will get other spirits, and they're not going to be the good ones. But that is not what we are doing when we do encountering Jesus. We are seeking Jesus and Jesus only. When I asked the Lord about this concern that the student had about seeking him and being afraid of other spirits responding, this is what he said. It all begins with your heart. If you believe that when you call on my name, other spirits will answer, you are giving other spirits permission to answer by your belief that they will and your unbelief that I will. But if you believe that when you call on my name, I am the only one who will answer, I ask you this question. What demon would dare to answer when you call on my name and ask for me directly and believe that I will answer? Tremble at the thought of it. So when you call on my name, expect me to answer. Then test everything you receive against the Bible to make sure. No demon would dare answer my phone call. Remember, I will always sound like my name, my promises, and my character revealed to you in the Word of God. My words are always for your best, to lift you up and to make you better, to transform you into your Christ identity. 
I will not tear you down or make you feel unworthy or hopeless. That is not my way. Those messages are from the enemy. I will challenge you to become the best version of yourself. That is conviction. It's not condemnation. I will speak directly into your heart about specific things, not general condemnation things. I will never make you feel unworthy or hopeless. Those messages are from the enemy. I will challenge you to become the best version of yourself. Believe that you are able to see, hear, feel, and sense me, and you can trust that it's me who will respond. Why do we use the tool of dialogue journaling? Dialogue journaling is not the only way to connect with God. It's just a very effective way. Some people can hear God naturally. They're the people that know that they know that they know it's God's voice. And then there are people who try and try and try and simply cannot seem to connect with God. They don't really know how to do that. I was one of those people that could hear from God, but I could not teach you how to. I knew how to sense God, but I didn't know how I knew or how to teach you how to before I started my doctorate program. Dr. Mark Verkler was one of those people who tried and tried and tried and just could not figure out how others could do it. It took him 11 years until the Lord revealed to him the method of the four keys to hearing God's voice that we call dialogue journaling. I think it's really cool that God gave Dr. Mark Verkler the four keys to hearing God's voice and not someone like me. He took someone who did not find it natural who did not know how to do it, and showed us a simple way so that no matter who you are, you can do it. And that's really one of the reasons we use the dialogue journaling skill here. The dialogue journaling model is also known as the four keys to hearing God's voice. And like I said, Dr. Verkler took 11 years to discover it. And the Lord finally showed it to him in Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2 where we watch a prophet go through the process of tuning to the Father because he has a concern on his heart for Israel. He's a prophet. In that verse, we learn that he expected to hear from the Lord and that he knew he'd be able to have a back-and-forth conversation with God. Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2 says, I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the ramparts. I will watch to see what he will speak to me and how I will reply when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write this down and clearly inscribe it on tablets so that the one who reads it may run. We learn in these verses that connecting with God is as simple as quieting yourself down internally and externally. Hapakak did that by going to the top of a castle rampart. Fixing your eyes on the Lord and in our case, Jesus. And he looked up to the heavens and was wanting to ask a question of the Lord. Tuning to spontaneity of words, pictures, thoughts, feelings. He expected to hear from God, and he was going to write down what he received. And he also expected it to be a dialogue. In that verse, we say, I will watch to see what he will say to me. So we learn here that he is using the eyes and the ears of his heart 
He's going to see something and he's going to hear something. And he expected to be able to have a back and forth conversation with God. And he did. God did reply to him and said, write this down because you're not the only one that's going to need it. And that's one of the reasons that we ask you to get a journal and write it down because not only are you blessed by the things that the Lord shows you, but sometimes he wants you to share them with other people so they're blessed too. God also revealed to Dr. Mark that everyone can connect with God using the skill. It's not just those who have an intuitive nature to be able to do that so easily. Jesus taught Dr. Mark how to distinguish the voices in his mind between God's voice, the enemy's voice, and his own thoughts so that he could test every spontaneous message against the word of God, God's nature, character, and promises. Two-thirds of the Bible was written by prophets and folks receiving messages with the ears of their hearts using these same keys, and one-third of the Bible was written by the people receiving messages from the Lord in dreams and visions using the eyes of their heart. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and he still communicates just the way he did to the writers of the Bible now, even more so because now we have the indwelling Holy Spirit whose purpose is to guide us one day at a time and transform us into Jesus' likeness. So in the Old Testament days, people needed to wait for God to come upon them and speak to them, and he chose certain prophets who were in position to have authority to speak to kings so that he could guide the nation that way. And then after Jesus died and resurrected, he sent us the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after. And now believers have the indwelling Holy Spirit in order to tap in to the voice of God in our spirits and allow God to transform us so that we may release the signs, the wonders, and the power of God through our lives to bless the people for which the Lord has given us influence and authority according to our unique kingdom purpose. Why do we encourage experiencing God and not just hearing from God? We are created to be full sensory beings. The Lord has given us the eyes and the ears of our heart so that we may see and hear from him. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you also have the ability by the power of the Holy Spirit to tap into God's mind, will, and emotion. So why would we limit ourselves to just hearing thoughts in our mind from Jesus when we have the ability to have full-blown experiences with him? I remember reading a journal message from the Lord that was given to a student of mine when the Lord was urging her to have full sensory experiences. He said, when you walk into a room, is it just your left eye and right elbow that walks into the room? Or does your whole body walk into the room? Is it just your body that walks in the room? Or does your soul walk with you, including your mind, will, and emotion? And she answered him, all of me enters the room, Lord. And he said, me too. You have the ability to connect with God with all of your senses, seeing, hearing, feeling, and sensing. You may more easily connect naturally with one or more of those senses than you do the others. 
but God created you to have the ability to connect with him by all of them. So do not limit your encounters by simply saying, well, I'm just a seer or I can only hear God. The areas for which you are weak are the very ones that God wants to strengthen. So do not be satisfied with your present level of connecting with God. Always allow him to stretch you so that you can have full sensory experiences with the Lord. Seeing with the eyes of your heart, hearing with the ears of your heart, feeling with the emotions connected to God's emotions of his heart, sensing him in your body and on your skin when the Holy Spirit is moving through you. I was unaware of how many different ways the Lord can communicate through sensing in your body, but it was interesting to me that there is such a variety of experiences that people will say they have when they feel God's presence. God can feel like glory bumps, which is a better word for goosebumps when you're talking about Jesus. Or he might feel like a warm liquid flowing through your body. Or sometimes he feels like electricity. He can feel like pushing forward or pushing back. Or like a weakness in your knees causing you to drop to the ground. You can feel heat in different parts of your body sometimes. These different sensations imply different types of work that God is doing on you. And sometimes it can be healing and other times it can be an increasing of your anointing. These are all things the Lord wants to show you more of and have you be more sensitive to so that you understand what they are and you can have full sensory experiences with Him. This is His goal. Why do I encourage having a special place? Establishing a special place is like having a spiritual home base. Your home is a place where you dwell. When you establish a spiritual home for your special place, it is somewhere familiar and comfortable and safe where you can always know and count on seeing and connecting with Jesus there. The more time you spend in your special place, the more the Lord will expand it. Each addition to your special place has a purpose and a reason, and the Lord will explain that to you as he grows it. And even though you meet him there, it does not mean he is limited by that place for you. You can meet him there and he can take you anywhere. And over time, he may change your special place to a completely new special place. Allow him to do that when necessary. He has his reasons for that. I also want you to remember that the special place is a supernatural place, which means it is not limited to time and space or any natural laws. In some of my own supernatural experiences that began in the special place, the Lord has taken me all over the world on a magic carpet ride. Or I went swimming in the river of living water and was able to breathe and drink in the water because you can in the supernatural place. He has taken me to the throne room of heaven and even time traveled me back to memories of my past. Yes, you can time travel with Jesus to memories to your past. I love that because I'm a sci-fi nut when it comes to stuff like that. 
Why do I encourage you to play with Jesus as a child in the special place? Why is encountering Jesus in childlike faith essential? Is another way to look at that question. Your childlike self believes in God. Your adult self grapples with worries, analytical thoughts, cultural whims, messed up belief systems. But your childlike self knows your adult problems. She or he simply has a greater level of trust in God than your adult self does. So allowing that child to show you how to trust God more in the special place is one of the keys to increasing intimacy in Christ. Jesus talks more about that in Matthew 18.3 and said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless you repent, that is, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, life changes lives, and become like children, trusting, humble, and forgiving, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That makes it pretty essential, pretty important. It is your childlike self that allows you to allow God to change you. And that's pretty important. So you can learn how to allow your inner child to show you how to trust God more in the special place. This can be harder for you if you've had a very bad experience with a natural father or other fatherly figure in your life and have a negative association with God that gets attached to that. But that is even more reason for you to learn how to trust God as an inner child because those limitations, belief systems need to be addressed. And it's easier for God to take care of that with you when you already start off being more faithful than you would as an adult. So, There's more about how to do that in the episode about your Christ identity and the essential nature of childlike faith, which will be listed below. I also wanted to point out that the most essential relationship that Jesus had was with his heavenly father, and that everything he did, he did tune to the heavenly father. John 5, 19 says, I truly, truly, I say to you, I do nothing on my own initiative, but only what I see and hear the Father doing. He and the Father were tethered, united. He took no steps without him. And that's actually what you learn how to do when you come in childlike faith and allow God to give access to more and more parts of your heart and help you one onion layer at a time. Jesus could not have even accomplished the job he had to do for us living a perfect sinless life apart from his 24-7 connection with his heavenly Father. We also address that the alpha brainwave state is actually the channel of God's voice and that children live in the alpha brainwave state from the ages of 2 to 8 naturally. That's why it's easier for them to believe in things. And there's more about that on that episode as well. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. 
If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. In a minute, I'm going to facilitate the special place exercise. If this is something that you're very familiar with because you've been part of this podcast for a while, allow yourself to experience it fresh and ask the Lord to add something to the special place. Add something there that was not there before and ask him why he added it. It's very important because God is very intentional. Every decision he makes for you has a reason behind it. So never forget asking him what you're supposed to learn from that and what he's intending to bless you for in it. If this is your first podcast experience, then I will be walking you through the first special place encounter in a minute. And there I want you to use all of your senses and see and hear and feel as much as you can. Do not despise the small beginnings, though, and allow God to show you whatever he has for you. The more you do this, the more you can. So see what God has for you in this first one, and then do it again and again and again so that he can continue to grow your experiences and your trust with him in the special place. But for now, posture your heart with faith to believe that you're going to encounter Jesus. Stop it in the middle of the encounter so it takes longer for you if you want to. Just feel free to do that. And then make sure that you write down everything you experienced in a journal. Okay, so I want you to take a couple deep breaths. Make sure you're in a comfortable place, no one to disturb you. And take a a few moments. If there's anything distracting on your mind, pick a piece of paper, write down those things, and your mind will let them go. We're going to begin after we take a few breaths, breathing in, and now relaxing your body. I want you to see yourself as a child. Look at your hands and your feet. You're between the ages of four and eight years old. Pay attention to what you're wearing. And just feel what it feels like to be a kid again, just for a second. All right, now, the next thing you see is an elevator. And we're going to be paying attention to every sense, what we see and hear and feel and think. I want you to push the elevator button. The doors open. And you walk inside the elevator. There's only one button on the elevator. It's really big and it just says Jesus. You push the Jesus button 
doors close. And now you feel the movement of the elevator moving you. You've got some excitement about it. When the doors open, they open to a beautiful, beautiful place. I want you to step out of the elevator and start to explore this place. I want you to look using all of your senses, sensing things on your skin, smells, sounds, colors. Look to the left, take everything in. Then look to the right, all that you see and hear and feel. Look up. Look down. And then when you turn around, you see Jesus walking toward you with a big smile on his face. He's so happy you're there. He's so excited to see you. He picks up your little body and he swings you around. And you're just delighted. He gives you a kiss on the forehead. And then he puts you down and together you begin to explore your place. And he speaks to you about how he feels about you, why he created you, and just enjoy his presence. Ask him anything on your mind. Keep the conversation going. Let him take you on a great adventure in the special place and then write the whole thing down in your journal. Take all the time you need. Pause this recording and then come back after you have recorded your experience. Whether this was your first special place experience or your umpteenth, I hope that God showed you something special and something new, and I hope that he was made just a little bit more real for you today. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.